Hey, what's up? Happy Memorial Day. What's up, everybody? It is Monday, I believe May 28th, right? Um, I should know what day it is. <laughs> uh, it is 6.55 a.m. Monday morning on my way to work. What is new? It's, weather is not too bad over here. It's kind of overcast. Memorial Day, holiday pay for us, county and state workers, and also for a lot of other folks that get holiday pay today. Big ups. So um, this is going to be a fight, little breakdown. Not breakdown, but um, sort of like the after fight, post fight kind of small, small discussion, I guess. Anybody catch the UFC Teal versus Wonderboy card last night? Um, it was, last night. It was actually yesterday morning. So I wasn't able to watch the fight. I was at work and... Um, you know, I caught all the highlights at work on my break and uh, eventually got to watch the card on FS1. And um, not the whole card, but I got to watch the main event, Till versus Wonderboy. So I think it was when I got home last night. Jesus Christ, these guys. You guys are in the wrong lane. What is new, right, people? What is new? People in the wrong lane. They're going slow in the fast lane. So, yeah, a couple of mixed reviews on it. Um, maybe I'll have to rewatch it again, but from what I've seen in the highlights, and also I watched the whole fight last night and um, uninterrupted. You know, I was just having my dinner. But, oh, where do I begin? They need to change the scoring system because if they're going to and just be consistent with it. And it's tough to do that with different judges in different areas that they hold the UFC. So if they want to be consistent with, you know, the same judging, like certain spots, certain places will judge octagon cage control higher than strikes and significant strikes. Um, but just to be blunt, I mean, I thought Till landed more of the significant strikes. He even dropped Wonder Boy in the fifth round. And I'm not too sure how much of a, a point gap. I mean, they did show the sh- the scorecards. I'll have to just see what the scorecards, you know, how each judge broke it down. But it was a unanimous decision. So, I, I, like, I would have been fine with a split decision because it was so close. But... You know, Tail kind of held his own. He was always pushing the pace, always trying to bait Wonderboy into, you know, in the exchange. And um, Wonderboy still fought like he fought Woodley. You know, I don't know if he's going to ever change his style. But he really did. Like, he didn't seem like he was actually pushing the pace like in his earlier fights when he first started fighting in the UFC. So I don't know if that number one next to his name in the ranking system is actually getting to their head, like their head, meaning the whole corner. You know, I don't know what they feel about that. But even during the fight, we kept hearing Wonderboy's corner saying, you you know, push the pace a few times. You got to engage, you know, especially in the last couple of rounds. You know, I mean, you've been and I'm going to go both sides, too. I'm going to nitpick at both of these guys. So. It's like if you're trying to conserve, right, your your style, Wonderboy's style is kind of point fighting karate style. He can go forever. He, You know, he's 
he'll be explosive here and there. He can choose his shots. Um, his movement was very sneaky. You know, it's very um, Machida-esque, if you will. You know, very, like, hands down, lateral movement, side to side, bursting in and out. And, um, you know, just being real sneaky with um, the cage up against his back and just kind of knowing, like, his spatial awareness, right? He's not going to stay in the pocket too long. And even when they did clinch up, which, I mean, till he... He could do that all day, you know, that's his style. But I'll, I'll kind of get to his side later. But Wonderboy was, like, always backing up, backing up. I'm like, at least engage. You do do wrestling, right? I mean, he, in his last fight, um, he did a lot of wrestling with Chris Weidman. I'm like, maybe be more comfortable in that realm. You're kind of already comfortable in the stand-up. But every time they'd engage, I don't know if Till, like, maybe... He was a lot stronger, even with that weight cut. You know, there was a big drama about that too, you know, till not making weight. If you folks follow MMA and UFC and all the highlights and stuff like that. But um, yeah, till he came over, I think 3.5 pounds overweight. So he missed weight. Uh, but anyway, I'm kind of getting off track of Wonder Boy. Yeah, he was always behind the double black lines. If you look on the map, there's two double black lines and Cage control, aggression is one of the main criterias. So there's aggression, uh, damage, octagon control, and um, I think there's like one more scoring criteria. Um, but those are the three main ones, right? If you don't have aggression, then like you're kind of just delaying or stalling. And this is weird. It's like this light just stopped. I kind of don't like how the way streets are. Nah, it's just so goofy. Anyway, I'm driving to work and doing this little break uh, post-fight thing, so bear with me. <laughs> it's always me driving to work, right? What's what's fucking new? What's new? Uh, yeah, so back to Wonderboy. Um, that's his style. He did the same thing with Woodley. Woodley, it seemed like Woodley was backing up more, trying to make Wonderboy engage. But Till was always in Wonderboy's face. You know, if you watch it, he's always pushing... Steven Wonderboy up against the cage behind like at one point I think in the fourth and fifth round Wonderboy was literally behind the two black lines you know his his back was basically parallel almost flush up against the cage the whole time like the whole two rounds almost he he darted in and out you know just try to get a counter and um just to keep Till honest and you know Till's spatial awareness as well like he tried to bait um Wonderboy tried doing a lot of high kicks, a lot of right, right cross, high kick combination. That's kind of what he does. You know, he'll kind of step in with a right cross, followed by like a right high kick. And uh, that that one almost got through a few times, but Till kind of seen it. You know, they were both going back and forth with the high kicks. Uh, Till landed a lot more leg kicks, you know, like the front, front lead kind of um, oblique kind of snap kick. Just right above Wonderboy's uh, knee. And um, that one kind of buckled him a few times. I think in the first two or three rounds, you know, that, that caught him really good. Uh, just to keep him off balance. But I think it might have hyperextended his knee a little bit. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but that's what that's what you have to do against Wonderboy. If you're trying to solve the puzzle, right? I mean, I think Woodley did. But 
to be honest, if I were to compare both of them, Till was more the aggressor than Tyrone. You know, Tyrone kind of um, baited Wonderboy maybe a little bit too much. You know, that's why the fight wasn't that interesting. Uh, first one was pretty good, but, you know, when they fought the second time, it was very, it was very stalling kind of um, game plan. You know, at least Till, the exchanges, I think Till had a better chin. He always had a better chin, you know. I mean, Wonderboy got dropped heavy from the last couple of fights that he fought with Tyron. So, um, but anyway, Till did drop him in the fifth round. But throughout the five rounds, it was kind of back and forth, point fighting, tail landing. Like, if you were to see his shots, they're, of course, a bit more significant. So, um, it sucks that Wonderboy can't really he maybe implement more, more variety. Like, I think a few, he tried to go for a takedown here and there, you know, but maybe needed to do that a little bit more. But that's dangerous against Till, you know, Till, lives, he's, his background is Muay Thai. Um, he really likes to knock guys out. His stand-up is very good. Like, you know, if he just wants to box all the time. So, um, but props to Till. Let's nitpick on his side, right? I think for Wonderboy, it was like, he would lose in the exchanges. And if they were to exchange, he would be the one to get dropped. You know, because Till is too much of a beast. His his chin is a lot stronger than Wonderboy's, I believe. And, um, Yeah. Oh, so Till, I, I just think he did the best that he could, you know, while, while um, just not coming in his normal 205 range or 200-pound um, fight day back to the rehydrated after cutting all that weight kind of um, situation. So if you've been following UFC, Till did not make weight. He was over 3.5 pounds, I think. And um, there was agreements because the fight was up to Wonderboy if he wanted to take the fight or not. So, Till had to come in at 188. If he was over 188, the fight was off. Um, and that, so he had to weigh in twice. So, after not coming in at the. Um, you know, after missing weight, he had to come in and weigh in the next day, I think, or maybe hours later, and um, weigh under 188. So that was one of the that was one of the deals. And then 30% of his purse goes to Wonderboy, and I think there was another there was another bullet mark that Wonderboy's camp told Till like, okay, this is what you have to meet, but I forgot what it was. So, Till wasn't, uh, no one's 100%. You know, after you weigh in, just depends on how bad the weight cut was. No one's ever 100%, I get it. But he's been so used to the coming in at like maybe 195 to 200. You know, props to him. It was very, it was very tough. You know, I don't know if he just was on a high, like, yeah, he's fighting in his hometown. You know, but it, it didn't seem like it affected him that much. So, his 188. Um, weigh in come fight day you know hopefully he was able to at least hydrate he seemed pretty good I I think the pace might have been a bit more subdued because of that weight cut like that second weight cut um, 
because you didn't really see that many combinations from Till. It was all just kind of like picking his shots, you know, a few teeps with the lead leg, uh, a couple of round kicks, and, um, you know, clinching. You know, at one point, I mean, whenever they would get close, he'd go for that Muay Thai plum. You know, Wonderboy didn't, he didn't want any of that, so you just pushed him off. Um, but I think Till, whatever game plan that he's seen when Wonderboy and Tyron fought, it's like he kind of implemented that, but pushed the pace a little bit more. He always was in the center of the octagon, always trying to cut off Wonderboy and just try to bait him in. You know, it's like super tough of a... You know, against a long, kind of very experienced, like, kung fu style fighting, hands down. You know, it's tough to see the punches coming when the hands are low. And, uh, you know, just he's always would, Wonderboy would kind of keep you away with that side kick, that lead leg side kick. Very good, by the way. And his kicks come super fast. So I don't know what other game plan you would do. You know, it's like he kind of, till pushed the pace more, he held his ground, tried to cut him off. In the exchanges, he landed the heavier shots. People said, I do believe Wonderboy did land cleaner shots, but I'm not too sure if you're going to give more points for that over the significant and the knockdown. You know, like all these factors factor in. So cage control aggression is one of the two main bullet points. You know, that's the two main things that you have to do for scoring. Uh, damage is, I think damage is like the second one. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to judge off of that, I mean, you kind of got to edge it out the till, even though it wasn't as clean of shots. It's like you want to just, yeah, you want action. Let's go, people, right? Let's. So try to go ahead and watch it, folks. Um, I don't think he's going to get a title shot. He, they might give him one more fight. You know, Till just calls out everybody in that division. Right now it's um, RDA versus Kobe Covington is the next uh, welterweight kind of matchup that's coming up and RDA has been looking very good so and Kobe I, I mean I don't know it's to me I got RDA all day I think he's more well-rounded he's uh at that weight class he fights freaking I mean it's he doesn't ever slow down it's like that, that weight class was meant for him you know he was cutting way too much going down the lightweight so it's props to him that he's at welterweight but anyway, I'll get into that one later. There are other fights on that main card that I did, that I didn't see. Um, I just seen the highlights. Amir Khani versus uh, Jason Knight. I, that was the fight of the night, I think. You know, from just just from the highlights that I seen. And they, uh, Amir Khani won it by decision. I don't. I think Jason Knight could have ended it in the second or third round. I think I seen him drop Amir Khani. It was like a right uppercut. But anyway, that was another decision that, <clears throat> I don't know, I mean, Amir Khani could have done like a little bit more. He wasn't doing anything on the ground. You know, Jason Knight's jiu-jitsu was super solid. He almost caught him in a guillotine, a couple of triangles. Uh, fight of the night was that. I think there were some, um, Neil Magny also won. I think he submitted the guy in the first round. So... But I really didn't get to see this whole card. So I'll probably have to catch up later on today after work. And, yeah, just give you guys my thoughts. I thought the UFC Liverpool, just from the highlights and the prelims that I seen earlier in the day, it was, it was like super early in the morning. So I just had it on in the background while I was getting ready for work. And, um, 
yeah, it seemed action, dude. So, but yeah, till Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's a tough, you know, tough puzzle, dude. So, whoever they give Wonder Boy next, you know, I think Wonder Boy's gonna take it unless it's kind of like that. Like there's kind of the blueprint now, you know, just be the aggressor, push Wonder Boy up against the cage, just kind of make sure you land the heavier shots. If you got a solid chin, you know, you're gonna have to take one or two punches and just hope you exchange and your shot lands heavier than his. So, cause that's, that's kind of like what it's been, you know, get close enough, unless you're super explosive and fast, like Tyron, or has like a longer reach and kind of the bigger guy like Till, you, you do have a blueprint of, um, you know, solving just kind of that karate, sneaky, Michael Venom Page, Wonder Boy style, you know? Wouldn't that be cool, right? If those two guys fought, like if the UFC brought in MVP. Um, oh, how's that voice crack? Voice crack. I'm still waking up, and I'm like just talking away, going on my way to work. It must be my heavy cream that's fucking up my voice in the morning, right? It's all that phlegmy, like dairy. It's super good, you know? It's good. I, I mean, I'm still following the ketogenic, paleo, kind of modified. They call it cyclical ketogenic diet that's what it is where i eat a lot more carbs than what the the quote-unquote strict pay, uh strict ketogenic diet so my carb intake it goes at least to 75 or 80 just because i work out twice a day usually one a day and um so yeah and i usually eat my carbs at night Cyclical ketogenic diet. That's what Ben Greenfield, I'm not too sure if he came up with it, but he was always talking about it on Rogan's podcast recently. And that's what he's been doing. So I was doing that before. I just didn't know if there was another, I just call everything modified. Like, you know, if I'm going to do something and follow it and just make it work for me, I just say, oh, it's a modified this, modified that. So just because I don't know if there is a term for it, but I guess there is. Cyclical blah, blah, blahs, you know. You're cycling through whatever diet that you're supposed to be on. And so typically you would just fast all the way through. That's what I do. I fast all the way to 11 or 12. You know, I stop my eating at like 10. Earliest is like 9. You know, I'm a late eater. I like to munch at night too. So I make sure I just stop at 10 at least. And then I fast all the way to 11. If I, you know, if I do it at 12, I start to get the urge. Then I'll just munch throughout the day. I'll take my protein shakes. I just take one protein shake, my muscle farm combat protein. Then I'll, um, you know, put a serving of creatine HCL in it, shake it up, boom, down it. Um, And then I'll eat all my salads, all my greens. I usually make a kale. I chop up some kale, some little bit of red or white cabbage. Um, If I have broccoli, I put that in there, put a little little bit of cauliflower. Um, I buy this, uh, the big box mixed greens from Costco. They have spinach, delicate, I think like, they call it the um, mixed green, I don't know what it is, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? They have the spinach, the lettuce, I think some kale in it sometimes, and um, I think another delicate lettuce kind of thing. So, I, you know, I eat that, mix it like with all my other vegetables, broccoli, mainly kale, cabbage 
Um, the dressing that I use is it's always like a vinaigrette. So either the Amy's shiitake vinaigrette or the Newman's own. And I do like a half a serving. Most of the servings are two teaspoons or tablespoons. And I'll just, you know, just just like half of it. I mean, I don't really need much. I'll do my protein shake. I'll eat my salad. Um, things that I bring is uh, my almond butter. I'll do like a half serving of almond butter with my celery sticks. Um, other snacks that I bring for the day is my Julian Bakery Primal grass-fed uh, keto bars. You know, so go check out JulianBakery.com. Um, I'll bring like a serving of almonds, quarter cup of almonds, just raw almonds. You can do roasted too. The raw just has a little bit more fiber and, you know, it's kind of a bit more soft, I guess. Uh, what else do I bring? Sometimes I bring a can of tuna, mainly salmon and sardines. But I, um, you know, I got tuna, canned sardines, and canned salmon at home, you know. So if I don't feel like making something, I'll just grab a can, make sure I get my can opener with me. And I'll just eat half, you know, with my salad and then half later on if I'm still hungry. So, but... Back to the cyclical ketogenic diet, I'll... Damn, I thought I was going to be at work a little early. I was going to go for a run. I guess that's not going not gonna to work out. It's Memorial Day, holiday. I guess a lot of people work, huh? Some traffic, I guess. Damn it. Damn it. Maybe I'll run after work. Anyway, so you fast, right? Back to the, the cycle keto. So you fast all the way to like whenever you start eating and then I'll just eat all my veggies a little bit just a little bit of fat and then I'll make sure I take my protein shake and kind of that's it you know maybe I'll munch some almonds um depending if I work out afterwards I'll just drink all my water you know make sure you're hydrated um I'll sometimes do a run after work or I'll go to the gym and then when I get home that's when I just blow it up and everything so I can eat a little bit of carbs like I'll have some sweet potato fries, if not just some regular steamed sweet potatoes. And, you know, I'll just put everything on it. Heavy cream, butter, um, just like half a serving or one serving of whatever that you're going to go for. You know, I just put a little bit of everything. I'll make sure I get my avocado. I always eat half an avocado. Um, I'll get my meats in, whatever I'm making, either like my steak, uh, ground turkey. I'll always put two, two fried eggs over whatever. You know, my whole dinner. A uh, little bit of dressing. Sometimes I put cheese with my eggs too. Have a little bit of salad. And yeah. Oh yeah, and another protein protein shake. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last few weeks. And my workouts. You know, you get a little bit of that carb stuff in it. You know, just for the glycogen stores and just for the recovery. And it's been working for me too. It's like I, you know, you're still fat burning mode, obviously throughout the day, and you're still um, in that keto zone, as they say. So if you folks still love to eat your carbs, you know, try to give it, try to just eat a little of it, like like the good kind of carbs, complex carbs, not like your tortilla chips or you know your French fries. You know, try to eat like stuff from vegetables or you know maybe a little bit of brown rice you know at night I don't know just give it a shot that's what I've been doing see my voice crack 
that's what I've been doing, guys. Oh, hopefully I get to work enough on time. Get a little run in. Oh, I missed the light. Damn it, damn it. Catch you guys later. Happy Memorial Day. Um, I'll probably check in with you folks after work today. I might just do a modified beach workout, tower workout. And right now, maybe I'm just going to get in a quick run, maybe a quick two miles. Um, and we'll check in with you guys soon. Happy Memorial Day. Hope you folks are staying on whatever diets that you're into, way of life, training stuff. You can send me a message on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash lines 808. Find me on SoundCloud, lines 808. And thanks for listening here. Follow me here. Send me a message. Give you guys some advice, thoughts on whatever. Um, let me know what you guys are up to. All right, check you guys. Laters.